Lord, we thank you that you love each one of us so deeply and so passionately. doesn't matter what we face or what we go through, Lord. Your love is unshakable. Your care and concern for us is consistent in every season. And Lord, we thank you for it, Lord. We honour you today. And I pray for your word right now. As we open it, I pray you'd reveal revelation to us, Lord. You'd speak to us, Lord. This isn't a book, Lord God. It's the Word of God. It's powerful. It brings change and transformation to our life, Lord. We open up our hearts to it today. We honour your Word today, Lord God. We're ready to receive what you want to speak to every heart and every life in the powerful name of Jesus. The powerful name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen, amen, amen. Well, you can take a seat this morning. Welcome to everyone that's joining us online or here in the building as well. It's great to be gathering together wherever we find ourselves this morning. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell them they look better in 2021 than they did in 2020. Speak it in faith if you need to. Fantastic. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting outside. I've got this little area that I like to sit outside at nighttime and this seat under our undercover area outside that I like to just sit there and spend time with God. And it's one of the times of the night where the kids are in bed and it's just quiet and still. It's a moment for me just to spend some time with God. And I love to go out there and I love to go and sit in that place. And I was asking God coming up to the new year, God, what do you want me to do this year? What goals and visions and things, what are your things do you want me to focus on personally? And to be honest, I don't have a, a hard time getting revved up for goals and vision and things like that. It's part of who I am and what I like to be able to focus on achieving. So I'm going, God, what do we want to do? And what should I do with this and this and this? And I'm going through all these things and thinking about all the things I want to do. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit nudge me and say, but who are you going to be? You're talking about all these things that you're going to do, but who are you going to be in 2021? Who are you going to be? That's the title of my message this morning. Who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? Do you know that we are human beings, not human doings? And Scripture so clearly reminds us that we should, uh, we should be still and know that He is Lord. That sometimes we need to still our soul. We need to just quiet everything down and be reminded God is in charge. God is on the throne. God is the boss. As I lay down my life to Him, He can do transformation work in my life. But I think sometimes we make our schedule so busy where we're so focused on our to-do lists and where we're going and the things we want to achieve and this treadmill called life, which we can find ourselves running on trying to get to the next thing that's going to make us happy, accumulation or status or, or whatever it may be, we can find ourselves falling for that trap. But I want to remind us that this is an opportunity in time for us to really grow in our character. You know, I think about the world today and there are so many things, perhaps in 2020 and even going into 2021, 
things that perhaps we had on our lists to do. Perhaps we were going to travel. Perhaps we were going to have big family events or special occasions that have had to be postponed or cancelled or changed and altered. So many of the plans that we had in place have been cancelled. The most silly purchase you could have had in 2020 was a calendar to be able to schedule out and a diary to schedule out what you wanted to do because that whole thing would have been best just to be able to use in a fire for paper because it did nothing else in 2020. It was just altering and changing. But one of the things that we can do is we can decide who we're going to be. We can decide our attitudes, even in the midst of turmoil and uncertainty. We can decide our convictions, the things that we are going to continue to live with, our commitments. We can decide our perspective, how we're going to see things, how we're going to see the world. We're not going to live with fear, but we're going to live with faith. We can decide our connections, the things we decide to connect our life to and the the ramifications that those things have when we do connect our lives with them, both positive and negative. These are decisions that we can make and all about who we become. See, this year, when you think about what's happened to our world, really I think it's been a time that has really revealed to us who we are. It's really showed us who the church is And we look around the world today and look at the church, it's revealed some morality issues. It's revealed a lot of things when we look at it politically. We can see things that it's revealing that our our world is going through. We can see in our own lives personally, perhaps things that it's revealed in this season that we didn't know that was there. Perhaps if you were frustrated before COVID, maybe it's even revealed even more so the frustrations and the angst that you have in your life. You think about people that have really struggled with fear and anxiety. And I think COVID, what that's done is taken it even to a a greater level of fear and anxiety that people have had challenges with. And there are people that perhaps have had their Christianity and and their relationship with Jesus has perhaps been more of a, a side note to their life. And Jesus has perhaps just been more of an accessory than the main foundation of their life. And I think COVID perhaps has probably revealed that and shown that and showed people's convictions in that way. People that perhaps have really been committed to Jesus, that are real disciples and are are, are really connected to God, it's revealed that too. It's shown that, it's shown the strength of those convictions through changing seasons and the shifting and the shaking that our world has been going through over this last 12 months. It's really revealed and showed those things. We think about the weird Christians. It's really revealed and showed them they've got even weirder through this, through this time as well, and, uh, and, and that's perhaps happened as well. And my commitment to you as your pastor, if you are a weird Christian and you tag me in weird things, I will untag myself from those things. But it really has been a time, and I'm just playing, there's no weird people in this church. Maybe a couple, but uh, I'm just playing. But you know, it's really revealed and shown those things. It's really shaken people to be able to really see what's going on in their world. And I think for all of us, it's a time to reflect and say, who do I want to be? There's a lot of things I can't control going into the future and being a visionary kind of person. Perhaps there's a lot of things that you can't predict and plan, a six-month goal, a 12-month goal. We don't know what the world's going to look like in those times. Even the experts don't. But what we can decide is who we are going to be. 
Who am I going to be? The character, the person that I'm going to be, the kind of fruits of the Spirit that I'm going to allow to flow out of my life. See, character is who you are when no one's looking. Character is who you are when no one's looking. See, what you, what you do will get you going fast, but who you are will get you going further. What you do will get you going fast. And we can see a lot of people that rise to levels of influence really quickly, quickly with gifting and ability. But it's the character that helps you be able to stay the long term. It's who you are ultimately that has the greatest impact on people's lives. In fact, even when we think about somebody's life, when we're reflecting on a life that's been lost, what we are really reflecting on most is their character who they are. It's not a list of their achievements. We don't go through all of their trophies and all of their awards. It's who they were and who they were to you. And so we should think about that when our life's coming to an end, but we should also think about it where we are right now for who we want to be when our life does come to an end. The legacy, the impact, the person that we are is not our accumulation of wealth, is not our fame. It's who we are. How we treat people. Those things are really, really important. See, fruit isn't about what you get done, but it's about who you become. And Jesus didn't just go and say, go and get a lot done. He said, go and bear much fruit. And then he says this, fruit that will last. Talking about the kind of thing that has eternal impact in people's lives. I love in Galatians 5 verse 22, it lists the fruits of the Spirit. It says this, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. In other words, there is no limit to these things. You can't love someone too much. You can't be too patient to somebody. You can't be too kind to somebody. There is no limits to the amount that these can flow through our lives. And I want to encourage us to be the kind of people that are connected to Jesus that allow these fruits to flow out of our life. I read this recently about the fruits of the Spirit. It says, these qualities make up the fruit. Talking about love, joy, peace, and patience. There are not nine different fruits. It is a nine-part fruit. The fruit is like an orange, and inside the orange, there are numerous slices. Love, joy, peace, patience. So imagine that each slice of that orange is one of the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. So the original Greek word for fruit in Galatians 5 is karpos. And one definition means a result of something. When the fruit of the Spirit is displayed in our lives, it is a sign or result that we are being led by the Spirit of God. Just like a branch, uh, just like the branches of a grapevine have to be connected to the vine in order to bear grapes, the fruit of the Spirit is evidence of us being connected to Christ. And so sometimes we're trying to produce love, we're trying to produce patience, we're trying to produce joy on, out of our own strength, out of our own ability. But actually what we are reminded of is that actually the fruits of the Spirit come as a natural result of being connected to Jesus. Because Jesus is the source of love. He is the source of peace. He is the source of kindness. And when our lives connect with that, as a natural result, those things flow out of our lives. See, we can get so distracted in the world that we live in today. 
We can be so goal-orientated, and, and that's good in itself. That's not a bad thing to have goals and visions and things that we're focused on. But, see, goals help you reach your destination, but character, it leads to transformation. See, goals help you get to a destination, but character helps you with transformation. And as we allow ourselves to be formed and built by Jesus, as we allow Him to be the foundation of our life, He brings transformation into our life. Your fruit is a reflection of who you are. Your fruit is a reflection of who you are and who you are connected to. And I think it's an important thing to think about because our lives flow out of that place. And so three things to remember about fruit this morning. The first one is, number one, fruit is freshest when it is connected. Think about this apple that I have in my hand this morning. It is at its greatest level of freshness when it is connected to the tree. When it's taken off, it begins the process of starting to wither and die. This thing that I'm holding in my hand, it looks great right now, but in a couple of weeks, it's not going to look so great. It's in a process of dying out. And it's the same with our lives. When we are connected to Jesus, when we're plugged in and in relationship with Him, then our lives can flourish and thrive. The fruits of the Spirit that we've talked about can naturally result out of our lives. But when we start to disconnect, there's a withering and dying of faith. There's a withering and dying of relationship. Those things that we've talked about, those fruits start to wither and die in our lives. And I think it's important for us to realize that the source is Jesus, that the connection with Him is the greatest priority that we can have. It's important to understand that. It's a bit like going to the gym. And when we go to the gym, even when we don't feel like it, it's still doing us good. It's a bit like when you're reading the Bible and you don't feel like reading the Bible. Or when you're praying and you don't feel like praying. When you're worshipping and you don't feel like, I like that song. Well, we forget that actually the worship wasn't for us, it was for Jesus. We start thinking about these things and we realise, I don't feel like it. Just because you don't feel like it, doesn't mean that it's not doing you good. If I was to get down right now, I don't feel like doing some push-ups. But if I did these push-ups, oh, one, two, three, 48, 49... 50. See, I did 50 push-ups right then really quickly. I didn't feel like doing that. I'm puffed now. But just because I don't feel like it doesn't mean that it's not doing me good. When we, when we eat right it's, and we make choices to eat the right way, it's doing us good even when our emotions don't feel like it. And I want to encourage you in this season, over this year, do the disciplines that even you don't feel like doing because it's doing you good. Just like at the gym, you don't see the results naturally straight away, but you don't know the breakthrough that it's bringing on the inside as you just remain disciplined. Disciple means a disciplined one. And I can't think of a greater year to be focused on the discipline of being a disciple than this year right now. And I think about the strength and the results and the fruit that is to come as our lives remain connected. So we can be connected to God through reading the Bible, through praying, through our obedience to the Holy Spirit, through worship, through loving people. These things all are a result of us trying to be connected to Jesus and, and making sure our lives are focused on the right things. 
I think it's important to be connected to church family. We are called the family of God. We are not called to live our faith out in isolation. We're called to live our faith out in community. When Jesus had the 12 disciples, he didn't do a one-on-one mentorship program. He brought everybody in together. He brought the 12 together because it's in life together that the gifts of God are outworked, the character is built, that we begin to live out our faith in community. We are made to do life together. That's why online church is great for a season. It's great if we're sick or unwell, all those kind of things. But living online and just tuning in and just being entertained by a service is not the reality of what the church is meant to do. In fact, I think over this season that it's actually done the work for the church to remind us how important community is. People thought online church was the future, but what they realized very quickly is community is the future. Doing life together is the future, and that's a part of it, and that's a great blessing, but being together and doing life together is so important. You know, my wife, Amy, my two kids are down at Cooma at the moment visiting grandparents over this week. And so they're spending some time there and having a great time. And so I've got the house all to myself. The house is clean and tidy. I did all the lawns yesterday. The whole place is clean. There is no toddlers running around messing up the house. There's nobody as I clean it pulling it apart. I'm sitting down and I'm watching. It's just a beautiful time for a test match, to be on as well. Sitting now watching the cricket. There's nobody disturbing. It's comfortable. It's clean. It's all of these beautiful things. But you know what? I actually miss the people. I actually miss these little faces that sometimes can frustrate you because they're causing mess and chaos and they're making noise and doing all these things in the house. I miss my beautiful wife. I miss the people. And I think it's a lot like church. Church can be messy. Church can be loud and noisy with people. Church can be uncomfortable at times. But it's actually the connections and the relationships and the people doing community together that are so important. And I think people that are the freshest are people that are connected to God and connected to people. And as we allow our lives to stay fresh, we thrive. I don't want to be somebody that gets stale. I don't want to be somebody that loses my edge, my spiritual edge, loses my love for people. Can I encourage you as you fall more in love with God, you're going to fall more in love with people. It's a natural result. Actually, the whole Bible is about two things, loving God and loving people. That is Christianity explained. And we overcomplicate it sometimes. We can thought about theology. We can thought about a whole bunch of different differences of, of what we believe. But I'll tell you what, at the core, that's what we're called to do. Love God and to love people. The second thing this morning is fruit is tasted in the squeeze. See, I can look at this fruit all day, but it's not until I bite into it that it's actually going to, uh, I'm actually going to experience and taste the fruit. In fact, my wife says that I eat really loudly. I chew loudly. And I'm sure if there's some people with OCD, just block your ears because I'm about to do it. But as I look at this apple and I bite down on it, here we go. Oh, did you see the juice just go crazy? Lucky no one's in the front row. Listen to me eat that. That's killing you, isn't it? I probably am a loud eater. But you know what? No one's in my house right now. So I can eat however I want to eat. Probably need to have better manners at church. But at home is fine. See, fruit is tasted in the 
the squeeze, under pressure, under stress, who you are will be revealed. It will be exposed. Under the chaos and the pressure that the world has been under, over this last 12 months, we have seen a lot of things be revealed in churches, in political systems, in our world, in people's individual lives. There has been a lot that has been revealed because under stress, who you really are is revealed. Now, I'm not trying to be daunting about that, but the beautiful thing is if our lives are built on Jesus, that is revealed during the chaos. And that's what makes me so excited about the future, that the hope of Jesus is going to be revealed even in a greater way in the days ahead. Because under pressure, Jesus and the hope for humanity that he is gets revealed and gets shown to our world. So under pressure and under stress is a real opportunity for Jesus to move, for Jesus to bring hope. And I love it says in John 15 verse 5, it says, Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings glory to God, my Father. As we're producing fruit, we are revealing we are true disciples through the clamps of society and the pressures and the stresses that you go through. I'll tell you what, if you want to test the fruits of the Spirit in your life, be in a hurry. When you're in a hurry, it's hard to be patient. It's hard to show kindness. It's hard to be loving. You think about you're trying to get the kids in the car or you're trying to quickly get to work and you're stressed and you're running late and the traffic's bad. I'll tell you what, there's a a test of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. It's because under pressure, under stress, it really reveals who we are. Finally, this morning, fruit is produced for people. See, this apple that I have right here was created so that it could be tasted and experienced by people. Not just looked at at the tree, but to be tasted and experienced. And I think sometimes we go wrong as Christians when we think we are made to be looked at. That our status, our fame, what we've achieved, our gifting, our ability, our platform. And we think our Christianity is so that the lights are on us. Actually, our Christianity is so that we can shine the light of Jesus out towards other people. And so it reminds us that we're not just meant to be on a tree and look good. We're actually meant to allow the fruits of the Spirit to be tasted and experienced by people. They are for people, love, joy, peace, and patience. They're for people. And as we allow Jesus and the work that He does in our life to bear fruit, it's amazing the impact that it has on the people around and about us. See, fruit is freshest when it's connected. Fruit is tasted in the squeeze, and fruit is produced for Lord, this morning, we want to be people that are fruitful. 
Lord, we want to ask a deeper question this morning rather than what are we going to do in 2021? We ask the question this morning, who do you want us to be? And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we will be people that are connected to you, that we know who you are, that we would be people that are connected to good people. We are connected to people and loving people as you called us to. That we be connected to your purposes, Lord God. I pray that over this year, that our hearts would be transformed by your work, your power in us, and that we would bear much fruit. The character of Christ would be revealed in us. We ask it this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray a prayer this morning, and we pray this every Sunday, but it's a prayer of alignment to Jesus. It's a prayer talking about relationship with Jesus. And I think we've talked about the fruits of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit. Really, that is only founded on the foundation of who Jesus is. And if we want the fruit of the Spirit to be outworking in our life, we need to be connected to Jesus. We need to allow Him to be the foundation of our life. And so this morning, I'm going to pray this simple prayer this morning. I'm going to ask you to feel it in your heart to pray it with me this morning. And let's connect with Jesus. Let's make sure we're looking forward into 2021 with our eyes fixed on Jesus. We can't control the circumstances, but you can choose to be in connection to Jesus. So I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. I choose you to be the foundation of my life. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live for you each day. Fix my eyes on you and serve you only. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Greatest decision we can make is to be in relationship with Jesus. A lot of things have been revealed, will be revealed in 2021. Let's make sure We're not daunted about that. Let's build our life on the foundation of Jesus and get ready for Jesus to be revealed around the earth in a greater way than we've ever seen before because the greatest days are ahead in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand together this morning. Let's worship God.